on today's show, Clarissa Diacono. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Sunday Night Army podcast. I'm your host, Jacob, and thank you for joining me on another episode in the music series. And today's going to be a fun one with my uh, guest coming up here shortly. But first, if you're listening right now on any podcast streaming platform, make sure you like and subscribe and follow the show. For any future uh, releases that come up, you'll just get a notification that there's a new episode out. And of course, find me everywhere on every all social media on every social media platform at the Sunday Night Army or at Sunday Night Army. If you're using Twitter, you can catch me on there. And of course, if you want to support the show, you can go to my link tree, the link in bio and find the merch store and buy anything that you want with the show's logo on it. it supports the show, keeps this all going. And if you want to support all the amazing, amazing, amazing artists that come on the show and share the music with us, check out the Spotify playlist. The link is also in the link tree, like, and subscribe it. And you get all the artists that have been on the show on a cool playlist. Just play over and over and over. Support the amazing talent that comes on the show. Let's get to the episode. So to continue with the music series right here on the Sunday Night Army, I have a special guest down the 401 for my Ontario people from Kitchener, Ontario, Clarissa Diakno. How are you today? Howdy doody. I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I am doing fantastic now. Thank you very much. It's a beautiful day. Things are working properly. We're recording and we're having a podcast uh, today. Let's so that's go. great. So thank you for coming on the show and joining me today uh, to talk about your music. I love your track. I love the video. And I really want to get into your latest track called Bad uh, because it's an amazing, amazing single. But before we get to that, I want to talk about you. Oakley Doakley. Also, thank you so much for your kind words. Oh, no, no problem. This is what we do here at the Sunday Night Army. Um, I want to know from the beginning, what led you to become an artist and how did you start? Ooh, okay. Well, besides coming out of my mother's womb singing, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, start, I started singing around like three, but I guess we'll just talk about uh, seriously. Um, I started doing talent shows in high school. And then when I got to university first year, um, there was a Battle of the Bands competition that I really wanted to enter. And the growing up, one of my inspirations was Haley Williams of the band Paramore. I was all about those you know, female-fronted bands. And I was like, I want to do that. I want to be that person. She's so, so cool. I want to be like her. So I messaged these four random guys from my university that I had no idea, like I didn't know who they were, but I was just dying to join this Battle of the Bands competition, but I had no band. So what I did was on Facebook search, I typed in drums, guitar, bass, <laughs> and it literally showed all the people who had that listed in their interests. Oh, wow. So I messaged the people who, like I looked through their profiles, like, okay, this guy looks cool, he looks nice. I messaged <laughs> them and I'm like, hey, you don't know me, but we go to the same school. There's a Battle of the Bands competition. I see you play this instrument. Would you like to join a band with me for this competition? And they like all said yes, which I was super surprised about. And we actually ended up winning. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. I, I don't know how. It, it was cool. We like we meshed really well together. We played three songs. We did uh, You're So Last Summer by Taking Back Sunday. 
Crush, Crush, Crush by Paramore. And then somehow we did Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. And yeah, we pulled it off. And then we won a few recording hours that we actually didn't end up using. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a fun time. So did the band thing. Um, and then we kind of parted ways. I started doing singing competitions. Mm-hmm. And then I started working an office job for a few years. And then that started getting mundane. And then I was like, I really miss performing. I miss singing. Because when I was doing the whole office job, I wasn't doing as much music-related stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I want to sing in a band again. I want to perform again. So I went on Kijiji. Uh, I think I typed in female singer. And then I saw that there is a cover band. They were looking for a female lead singer. And at that time, I actually have always wanted to be in a cover band. And at that time, it was my dream. So I like messaged them. Went to their jam space to audition. We we did Locked Out of Heaven by Bruno Mars. And then after that, they were like, you're in. And I was like, really? Already? And then I just started playing um, gigs with them like a month after. We did it every weekend for like three years. And I've never done anything like that. Like we played so much music in one night, but I'm so used to singing just like one song because of singing competitions. Mm-hmm. But we play like over 30 songs in one night. And I had to like really work on my stamina at first. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a lot of tracks. Yeah, but yeah, I just, I loved performing. And then I thought, I kind of want to branch out and start doing my own thing, just get more more creative instead of just doing covers all the time. But don't get me wrong, I love I love doing covers. And it's, it's cool when people sing along and dance along while you're performing live because familiar songs are, are good. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I was like, I need to like tell my story. I need to sing about what I'm feeling, my story, instead of, you know, other people's stories. So... I would just start, you know, writing one-liners in my Google Notes or anything that came to mind, something that I was feeling that I thought mm-hmm. I had to write down or voice notes of melodies and stuff. So I guess it just started from wanting to be more creative and getting out of the whole cover cover thing. I still do it though, but it's a good mixture now. Balance is key. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to give you props to reaching out to strangers to do what you want to do. That's 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 having drive, which is so rare uh, these days. That's that's incredible. Thank you. Just Thank reaching you so out much. to get, oh getting gosh. things done and winning. And I, I know you've won some competitions uh, out there in the Kitchen Air Waterloo area, which is oh, yes. tremendous. Anything that stand out from that time um, besides this one? Besides, oh, oh, okay. Um, I won a Campus Idol at the University of Waterloo, which is where I went to school. There was like three rounds, so we had like one song per round. Mm-hmm. I was actually, I was so surprised that I won. I, I like, I pushed really hard. It, I sang like Aretha Franklin, Respect. I don't even know if I could sing it now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did like Peace of My Heart, Janis Joplin. Because yeah, I used to sing a lot of like rock stuff too. Mm-hmm. But I also, also like blow up my voice because maybe I just probably wasn't singing properly. Just getting that rasp in, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You're just jumping genres here left and right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like I try not to confine myself to one genre. I love like trying different mm-hmm. stuff. Um, yeah, I think Campus Idol was the most um, like significant one that I won. And oh, wait, how did I forget this? I won a, a singing competition for um, singing the national anthem at waterloo columbia lake which is like the biggest uh canada day event here in kitchener mm-hmm. waterloo mm-hmm. so i got to sing the national anthem right before the fireworks went off in front of like i think it was 
40,000 people or maybe mm-hmm. it was 20,000. I don't know. Either way, like there's a lot of people. <laughs> that's a lot of people. Yeah. That's awesome. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah, thank you. That's cool. Now, let's get to what well, you just mentioned a little bit earlier, your your sound. Uh, I want to know uh, as an artist yourself, what what influences you musically? Uh, which artists and which sounds influence you to do what you do? Well, I do love a lot of music. What's interesting is back in the day, I'd be like, ugh, I hate pop music. It <laughs> sucks, which is hilarious. I feel like a lot of people go through that stage. They don't want to like what's popular. Mm-hmm. But I, I grew to like it, especially when, after joining a cover band where you had to keep up with new music and stuff. But yes. I really love oldies. I love music from the 60s. I love um, the Everly Brothers yep. because I, I heard my parents singing that when I was younger and they were doing you know those beautiful harmonies and I yes. just just so entranced I, I loved it so much I love Motown as well like Marvin Gaye the Temptations um I used to listen to like a lot of I guess pop punk some rock some like um very melodic metal stuff uh <laughs> R&B I I like a, a lot um uh, but for writing my own stuff, mm-hmm. it's strange because I feel like I don't pull any influence from all the stuff that I listen to. It's kind of just like whatever comes out. Like if I have my keyboard out, I'll just play like a certain chord and just start singing without like thinking, oh, how do I want this to sound? It's just it's going to sound how it's going to sound, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, it makes total sense. Now, uh, with your writing, do you pull out of your personal experiences or do you kind of watch and observe and kind of write from that? Uh, so I, I feel like I write in two different ways. So first from personal experience, for sure. If I'm like feeling a certain way, I'm trying to make sure to write it down and I try to do it in like in a clever way if I can. Mm-hmm. And then other times I'll be inspired by, let's say I watch a TV show and there's a certain situation or someone says something that like intrigues me and I'll try to write it from I guess their point of view even though like I'm not them but just what I think they're going through mm-hmm. so it's like writing about someone else's story or perceived story so those are like one of two ra- uh, those are two different ways that I think I write <laughs> I think I write I write like that <laughs> well, that's pretty good now Let's get to this track today because I want to know more about it. It's it's called Bad. Yes. All caps. All all caps. (laughs) It yells at you. It is. I'm so upset, though, because Apple doesn't let you do that. Like, um, it just puts it in, like, the regular uh, Mm -hmm. capitalization. I was like, come on, I want it all caps. And you're (laughs) the only platform that doesn't (laughs) do that. Oh, well, too bad for them. Well, we're going to use other platforms and make sure you get all those listens. Now... (laughs) Uh, tell me about the track itself, because uh, how did you come up with the concept for it and where where did the track come from? Yes, so I actually remember very clearly when I started writing it, I was sitting on my couch, kind of feeling down because it was based on a personal experience, a relationship, mm-hmm. um, where basically uh, I just felt really bad and really guilty for leaving someone that just really loves me so much they they always showed me so much love and I felt bad because I couldn't give them what they needed or wanted from the relationship at the time so I just felt really bad about it that's why it's called bad and yeah I was sitting on my couch with my keyboard played a D minor chord and all of a sudden the chorus just flowed right out of me 
Like literally the first line was, cause I'm bad, so bad. And it's weird because I never start with the chorus first. I always start with the verses and then I start running out of content for the chorus. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I was really lucky <laughs> that I started with the chorus for this one. Or it sounded like a chorus when I started doing it. So I worked around that, got my notebook out, started writing, and I, I finished most of it that same day. It was like June last year. I didn't have the bridge until like months later uh, during production. But yeah, it was one of those songs that was both extremely easy and extremely difficult to write. Difficult because of the content and like what it's about, but easy because it just flowed right out of me. And I've never had a song flow out of me that easily before. And you know what, you, you kind of uh, feel it through the track and, and uh, I like that there's, uh, there's music out there for this type of thing and you can feel it through the actual song. So let's have the audience hear it. So All here right. is Clarissa Diocno with Bad, right here on the Sunday Night Army. Said that I gave up, I don't think that's true. It's just that I don't feel the same way that you do Stuck on a feeling, I wish I were too Ever my heart went, it broke yours right in two And when the time heals all your wounds You will see that I was it I'm bad, so bad I can't run from the last Got me torn up inside Once again, turn away You beg me not to leave Waiting so patiently That I go my way Leaving you in the dark Where you thought we'd go up Cause I'm bad, so bad What you had
There you go. That was Clarissa Diokno with Bad. Loving that track. You guys should check it out. And also, there is a YouTube video for it. So let's talk about that. Now, yes. tell me about the concept for the video. How did you come up with it? Because it's a really, really well done video. Thank you so much. It's my first music video ever as like a solo artist. I didn't have one for my previous single. It was just a, a lyric video. Mm -hmm. But this song just means so much to me. I was like, I need a freaking badass visual for this song. And it's like my favorite song I've written so far. So I was like, I need this. I need something to show for it. <laughs> so what I did was I contacted, um, I wanted to work with as many local people like to Kitchener as I could. And I also received a grant from the city of Kitchener and a venue called Center in the Square. And they gave uh, a grant to 14 different artists in the city to go towards a musical project. So I love that oh, wow. they're su supporting local music. Yeah, That's so awesome. I used, yeah, I know I was, I was shocked. It was actually my first grant I've ever gotten after all those rejections. <laughs> so I got that, put it towards the video. I, yeah, so I wanted to work with as many local people as possible, especially because the grant was from City of Kitchener. Mm -hmm. um, so I contacted a, a local director because I've seen um, a couple of his other music videos that he's done for other local artists. Uh, his name is Nick Dragas contacted him it was so funny i was like waiting by my email every minute like oh my gosh is he gonna even reply like i really want to work with him so he replied i was stoked and I, I sent him the song i told him like every single detail about it and i gave him um some shot ideas that i wanted to include in it but i didn't um give him like i didn't want to tell him exactly like everything i wanted in the video kind of like micromanaging in a way i wanted him to see what he could take from the story and right. see if he has any ideas mm -hmm. so nice collaborative thing and he had s such amazing ideas i was so down for them no revisions <laughs> but um i he he said that okay so my what i wanted was i wanted to showcase the city in some way because i just love living here in kitchener so i wanted to at least have some recognizable spots and then mm -hmm. uh, that close-up shot in the beginning of the video I wanted as well in the beginning um, so the out the outdoor scenes are what we call reality like what's happening in reality it's like a reality versus abstract kind of thing mm -hmm. and then the, the abstract scenes are when it starts to get super colorful um, the, all the geometrical shapes all the flashing the flashing lights the projections though that represents all my internalized feelings and so at the at the end where it starts doing quick cuts between reality and the abstract world, it's just showing how you know chaotic the environment is. And that's how I was feeling in my mind. And that's what we wanted to show in the video, just like the contrast between reality and the abstract world. And I thought it was just really well done. I couldn't have asked for a better team. We had wardrobe, makeup, it, it was amazing. I'm oh, like super, super proud of it. No, it looks fantastic. That's all I wanted to mention because it's because it's really, really well done. A great song, deserved a great video, and that's what happened. And Thank really, you. really, really good. Now, we also had a pandemic on our hands that we still kind of get through. Now, how did you keep um, sharp during the pandemic? Did you do any virtual shows or anything like that? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> What's interesting is actually before the pandemic started, I was already live streaming. Mm -hmm. But then as soon as it started, I just was live streaming even more. I did like daily shows. I would sing for maybe four hours a day, but oh, wow. I realized that's not very <laughs> healthy 
in terms of like you know keeping your voice right you know safe and need your rest stuff. definitely for sure so i did get burnt out a bit and had to like lessen the amount of shows i did so instead of like four hours daily i just like brought it down to like four days and then brought it down to two days because any time to do other work besides oh, yeah. live streaming all the time but it, it was it's amazing like even though I've, i'm getting live gigs now mm-hmm. um i'm still going to do the whole live streaming thing because i think it's important to keep connected with your fans your friends family viewers because i have a lot of like the same viewers come and watch so i think it's mm-hmm. so important to keep that connection going let them know what's up what you're working on and just like just connect with them and you have conversations about everyday life. We talk about food a lot because I'm such a foodie. <laughs> but yeah, we'll talk about anything. I just want it to be a safe and fun place for people to be themselves, talk about whatever they want within reason, <laughs> and just have a good time and now, feel like you... they can talk to me like a friend, you know? Right. Now, what do you, where do you stream? Uh, on which platform? Uh, right now, I'm streaming on Sessions, which is sessionslive.com. And I do shows twice a week, Mondays 12 to 2 Eastern and Thursdays 6 to 8 Eastern. I may rearrange it though, we'll see. <laughs> I've got some projects coming up, so I might need to rearrange my schedule. But that's what it is for now. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Now for the rest of this year, uh, you just mentioned projects. Anything else we could be looking forward to that's coming up? I do have a new single in the works. <laughs> Except what's interesting is that I since I started doing live gigs that just started back for me um this month after mm-hmm. two or over two years of not having any live performances yep. um i started testing out some unreleased original songs and the i i had an idea of what i was going to release next so i started working on that song but then there's another song that's an unreleased original that got i think better feedback so i'm kind of thinking of doing a little switcheroo <laughs> Because, you know, the people like it. I mean, and I like it still. So it's like, I, I want to do the one that peop, uh, that made the most impact on people during the live shows. So that'd be really cool. We'll see, though. And I definitely want to do more music videos because I feel like visuals are so important. And just it gives more of an impact when you have a visual with the music. Oh, 100%. And you can always uh, switch those songs. They'll eventually all come out. It's just in whichever order, right? Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, that's always we'll see. cool. Right <laughs> now, last minute changes. <laughs> hey, happens. That's that's the business you're in. You gotta yeah. roll with the punches. Now, social media. We just mentioned this. Uh, you do stream now. Where would my audience be able to find you, follow you, and keep up with what's happening? Besides Ooh. the website, we have uh, your website there of uh, ClarissaDiocano.com. Yes, I'm literally everywhere, or I try to be everywhere. <laughs> but my main platform is Instagram. I think that's the one I'm most active on. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Facebook fan page. There's YouTube. There's Twitter, and there's the TikTok. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, TikTok. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're all on there, unfortunately. Oh, I know. Doing them trends. That go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> that's right. Well, there you go. And of course, anywhere you guys are obviously following their show, The Sunnated Army, I have Clarissa tagged right below this show link. So you can just, if you're on Instagram, click on the link. You'll have me on Instagram. You'll follow Clarissa directly or any other platform because I'm also everywhere. So Clarissa will be tagged <laughs> in that. And of course, on the Spotify playlist, check that out. Uh, check out the music video on YouTube. And Get some views going there, guys. So go check out the video. Now, Clarissa, thank you for coming on the show and sharing your music with us. Thank you so much. You're awesome to talk to.